You're listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. What about you guys? What have y'all been playing? Anything fun? Um, started playing Valheim recently. What's that? Uh, it is. Oh, 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 Valheim? Yes. Oh, dude, yeah. a buddy of mine who I was trying to get to be on the podcast is all about that game now. I was, asking, yeah. I was like, what are you playing? He's like, this is all I play right now. Him and a group of people so all playing online. What, what, I've, I've looked into it, but uh, I can't make sense of it. It kind of looks like civilization a little bit. Uh, it, it, it's, it's basically kind of goes off of the, the survival uh, genre where you kind of start with nothing and you have to build up your whole, build up a house, build yeah. up your weapons and stuff, and then you go and fight. But it, it the, it's in a uh, kind of a Viking esque theme. Yeah, um, it's big in twenty twenty one. Yeah, yeah, and I don't know. I don't know. It's like it, it just the the atmosphere of the game because the the graphics themselves are not like super incredible graphics. They're very yeah. I noticed that I kind was like, of is this a twenty twenty one game exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They're they're very PlayStation two ish level, and but the the lighting in the game really kind of works together with it. And it, it reminds me a lot of like uh, Octopath Traveler, where it's like uh-huh. that the old school graphics with the newer effects and stuff that they can do with it and mm. how it, it just seems to kind of complement each other so well. Yeah, apparently um, uh, the gameplay is so fun, though, that uh, people don't mind the graphics, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Crazy thing is it's, it's in early access, which is usually like super buggy and mm-hmm. not very feature full or anything like that but this has got it's got a ton of content it i haven't really hit any bugs on it yet um multiplayer works great like there's no you know no lag or anything that wow. that's noticeable between people so it's yeah i've, yeah. I've been real impressed with it taking people and by it's storm. an indie studio yeah yeah i think it had like five million people in two Jesus. weeks that's crazy it's nuts yeah especially for an indie game yeah Joe, what about yourself? What are you playing nowadays? Um, I'm still working on Final Fantasy V. Uh, <laughs> I found myself in this like grind trap where I'm trying to master all of the jobs. Uh, and then I did an, a little reading, and they're like, look, man, you don't have to master all of them. Right. Here's the five. Because if you master them, then your character will have all of the inherent abilities once you unlock the, the mime class, which I'm definitely yeah. going to do. Yeah. Uh, because Mimic was a huge help in Final Fantasy VI. Uh, and I'm like, ooh, I want to use that for this one. So I'm kind of doing that now. Um, the recommended level, I've been reading a little bit, the recommended level of where I am right now in the game, and it's almost halfway through, is about level 21, 23. Oh, Jesus. Uh, I'm level 48 right now. <laughs> All right. Well, I think you're pretty good then. Uh, so I've been doing that, and I've also been playing Red Dead Redemption 2. Oh, uh, oh nice. Picked that back up, been playing online with my Sunday morning crew. Uh, we started playing that a little bit, and... It just kind of it reminded me that I never finished the single player, so I started working on that. It's super fun. Yeah, I haven't either. I, I made it uh, uh, maybe eight, ten hours into that game, and uh, I, I think it just came out at a time when a bunch of other games were coming out. So it's like I, yeah. I, I have that FOMO yeah. when it comes to all the video games. One, one of these days we'll have to do an episode on games that are on our shelves that we've purchased and intend to play but never have. Because <laughs> oh, I've got a bunch. It's, I've got so many. I know. It's probably over 50% of the games that I've purchased uh-huh. I've never even booted up once. And uh, Since incre- I became a father, like I, oh, yeah, I buy games when they come out. I curse myself for it. I buy games the day they come out, yep. and then I don't touch them. And I'm like, 
well, fuck, I could have bought this thing now when I was ready for it. And it would $20 be a quarter cheaper. Of the price. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, it's my wind waker. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I'm, I'm super fucking guilty of doing all that shit too. Yeah. yeah. I, I've gotten better about it though. Like I, I now wait, uh, for a steam sale mm-hmm. and it's even getting to the point lately where like a, 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 a brand new game will come out on steam and like two months later will be the steam sale and it'll be like 20 or 30% off <laughs> for the game. So I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah I can, I can pick it up there. By the way, yeah. uh, steam sale, uh, makes a good, uh, title for a wind waker sequel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wind waker to the steam sale. Nice. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, nice. No. Yeah. I, I feel you about that. Uh, making up for lost time. I'm, that's why I'm trying to go through these classics. Uh, I've, I've been meaning to get into Bioshock. Finally went through portal. Finally went through the uncharted's, uh, Last of Us, all these old games that I'm uh, I'm picking up now in the year 2021, Var Lord. Nice. But, but I, I did not start a, a classic one. Instead, I started a new one that just came out about a month ago, uh, Little Nightmares 2, sequel oh, to you started uh, that. Little Nightmares 1. The first one. one was so good. The first one is good. Uh, first one's maybe yes. not a great... Uh, th- th- like, the gameplay isn't really groundbreaking, right? It's nothing you haven't done no, in a million other games spirits. before. It's so the atmosphere. Great, it's the yeah, atmosphere. Yeah. It's kind of the music, and it it feels very like if I didn't, if you didn't know it was a foreign company that created this game developer, um, just from the title, like you can tell playing the game, it kind of has a weird European feel mm-hmm. to it, mm-hmm. uh, which adds to the nightmarish <laughs> feel. Uh, but yeah, this one's uh, just as creepy as that last one, and uh, I am here for it. That's what I bought it for. Awesome. So yeah, enjoying. Little Nightmares 2 so far. Nice. Awesome. Not really enjoying the music, though, in that game as much as uh, some of the other games that we'll be talking about today on the 16-Bit Gladiators. That's right. This is the podcast where we come to talk about video games. I am your co-host, as always, uh, providing smooth segues between uh, witty banter <laughs> and uh, formalizing the show. But uh, join I'll give you a t-shirt that says that. Segway <laughs> Segway <laughs> Can it be a picture of like Paul Blart, Mall Cop on a Segway? <laughs> on a Segway. <laughs> yeah. Let's get on that. Uh, the voices and laughter that you're hearing uh, are my co-hosts, as always, joined by Jay Gunn. Hello, Jay. Hello. And once Thanks again, joining us is uh, Joe Cucinati, the real star of the show. We're all here. Hello. The what? <laughs> what? Hi. Hello, hello. Uh, and today we are gathered... Uh, dearly beloved, to talk about video games, but specifically... <laughs> to talk about this thing called life. <laughs> it's an electric word, life, and that means forever, and that's a mighty long time, but I'm here to tell you, did, there's something else. Did Prince ever do a uh, life. a song, a video game uh, soundtrack? I mean, does Bro, the Batman... I'm sure he has. I bet he has, but like it was never released. That dude did music for fucking everything. That's mm-hmm. true. Yeah, didn't he have like a bunch of albums in his estate that are like unreleased? At uh, yeah, supposed to, supposedly yeah. like one a year was supposed to be released. Or am I confusing that with Michael Jackson? His whole house was wired for sound. So if he yeah. ever felt like writing a song, he could just start like doing it wherever he was. Yeah. Like, that's crazy. Be in the bathroom and uh, come up with a song called Wind Waker. And he wasn't, <laughs> like, the thing is, like, he had all that, and he was great at it. Like, dude, that, yeah. that's just nuts. I don't even know where to start. Um, man, where do you start with a topic like video game music? And actually, we've had trouble, haven't we, this past week as we've been collecting tracks uh, for this episode here. Because we're finding a place to impossible. start. This is yeah. This is a Herculean effort. It really is. Yeah. Sisyphean, yeah. one might say. Um, and yes, because... you just called me? That's right. <laughs> You're a Sisyphus. Uh, because, yeah, when you say video game music, like that can be broken into 
different categories, right? It could be the soundtrack. It could be remixes. Uh, we've got a little bit of all that and everything. And figured that you can't have an episode about video game music without being able to hear some of these tracks. So uh, on this week's episode, we're going to be cutting in some uh, tracks that all three of us have gone to YouTubes and found of some of our favorite tracks, uh, either from video games or inspired by the video game itself. Before we jump into it, let me ask you guys, what is it that makes a great video game song to you? I mean, to me, it's the same answer as um, a, a video game or a, a movie score. Like one uh-huh. that you kind of leave the theater humming. One that when you yeah. hear it again, you remember not only the, the theme and the melody, but it puts you back in that place. Like puts it, you back it, in that it place. is married with the visuals and the experience. Does it make yeah. you want to come back and play it again? Yes. Oh, uh, usually, although you'll, there's one on my uh, list today that uh, I, I will not be revisiting the game, but uh, might revisit the soundtrack every now and then. Mm-hmm. Cool. Mm-hmm. Okay. What, what about you? How would you? Oh, no. For me, it is, it's something that's got to set the atmosphere, but there's something about, like, at least all of my favorite songs or the ones that I picked for this podcast they all kind of have this ability to bring me back and make like that sirens call. Yeah. It makes yeah. me want to play the game again. Like, Ooh, I want to experience that moment. This music has now brought me back and it makes me want to grab that controller and get back in the game and do it again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, let's do it then. We're going to do what we usually do with this uh, format. Uh, go a little round Robin. I think we've all collected our list here. I've got a Evernote list full of uh, YouTube links. And we're just going to go uh, one by one. So uh, who wants to start us off? Jay, you got uh, one on your list. You can kick this thing off. Yeah, we can kick it off. Uh, I've I've focused more on the remixes this time. Mm-hmm. I took some of my you know my favorite like original songs and found some great remixes of them. Uh, so the first one is going to be the palace theme from Zelda Two. It's kind of uh, Hans Zimmer-ish. Mm-hmm. Hans Zimmer's Zelda. Definitely, definitely uh, evokes that feeling of Mozart. Mm-hmm. Um, like heavy, hard strings. Uh, I don't even remember what this sounds like in the actual game. Oh, it's helpful link if you want to Oh, here we go. Now I'm recognizing it. Yeah. This is giving me flashbacks, though, like PTSD playing the original. It was so hard. It's one of the worst video gaming experiences is playing that, like the playing of it. But yeah, no, you're right, Jay. The music to it was really good, and Mm -hmm. I haven't thought about it in a while, but hearing that music, you know, I I didn't recognize it at first, but then when it kind of got into its, it hit its rhythm, it started getting into that cadence that you remember from the game, and it's like, oh, yeah, I remember this. Yeah. Yeah, as I mentioned early on, we'll probably have a lot of Zelda music throughout this episode. Uh, we, we don't want it to become the Zelda episode, but damn it, when you think video game music, that's one of the ones that started it all. And, that's uh, one of the big ones. Yeah, going yeah. back to the original, or the the, mm-hmm. the original sequel uh, on the NES. Yeah. 
Good find. Jay, how, what's your uh, uh, what's your secret, Jay? How do you find all these tracks? <laughs> <laughs> no, are these tracks that you had heard before and remembered and found again, or did you do a little Google search and experiment? This one, this one actually was one that I just recently found, hmm. um, and kind of like have it's been a new favorite of mine. Um, but I have several other that are of this song that are in different genres, like one's an electronic. Uh, like a techno style That's and awesome. another one's more of like a jazzy kind of style. One of the, one of the songs that I have on here actually was something that back in like the early two thousands, I was, I loved video game music, you know, final fantasy four and six mm-hmm. were the ones that really got me into the, into the getting soundtracks, like actual original soundtracks. And I started getting Zelda original soundtracks and things like that. Like you would buy them. Yeah. Yeah. I'd actually have them imported because at, back at that time you couldn't yep. really get them just in the store you had to actually import them from japan or or occasionally they would have like a special version like final fantasy uh three you could get one through nintendo power uh oh yeah when it came out kefka's but, domain yep kefka's I domain st- i still have it i do too it's so yeah. good um but yeah back then i had i had heard about this project that somebody was working on and it was a, a video game remix um, and it was a tribute to the composer Nobuo Matsu yeah. for uh, the Final Fantasy series, but they were they were trying to self fund it, so they were this was like an early kind of a uh, example of kickstarting things. Yeah. So it was just a bunch of fans got together and donated money to it, and I actually donated money to it too because some of the samples that they were putting out was like, holy shit, this is good stuff. Um, and so that's that's kind of what started me on on the remixes. I was like, man, I need to I need to see what else is out there, and I I got introduced to OC Remix, yes, uh, which is just thousands of songs on it that you can from all different video games, all different genres that you can think of, and yeah, from there it's just kind of search in name of a name of a song or name of a a, a video game and yeah. remix remix and just go. <laughs> Yeah. See what comes up. Yeah. And, and that kind of that, that often is the best way to experience that music because uh you know we we have rose-colored uh um headphones as it were <laughs> to some of these uh yeah. tracks back in the day you're like oh I love this music from Castlevania 2 and then you go listen to the 8-bit NES uh, and what the hard work had provided at the time and you're like this is better in my head. So a lot of these tracks mm-hmm. you're like oh I I got the theme but it's the uh, it's the realization uh, of the music yeah. in a way that the old like, NES like, audio chord yeah, wasn't up fleshing for. it out. Yeah, there you yeah. go. All right, good way to kick it off, Joe. I'm going to bump it over to you. What do you got on what, your list? Yeah, buddy? I uh, I'm going to stick in the uh, in in the era of the NES and uh, and go with another sequel that was maybe critically panned, uh, and that would be Castlevania II: ah. Simon's Quest. Speaking of um, which, I, I I'm saying like it's not. A great game. It, I think a lot of the flack that that game gets, though, is that it had way more kind of like RPG and like mm. uh, L, uh, like item use mm. than people yes. were anticipating. Like the first yeah. Castlevania is such a, a linear game, and games like Castlevania Two and Metroid really confused players early on. <laughs> yes. But whether or not the game was good. The soundtrack oh, was outstanding. Yes. Uh, yes. And and the thing is, like, you had different themes, like when it was day or when it was night, if you were in a castle, if you were in a village, like the music would change and something about it just fit the atmosphere so perfectly, even in that 8-bit era. 
this this music was uh, was kind of on point. And one of my favorites was a song called "Bloody Tears." Um, that YouTube track, I love that. And yes, exactly. <laughs> but uh, but and you were saying, uh, Joel, that like you go back to it and hear the eight bit version, and it's like, oh, this isn't as good. But man, this one still like get it gets me pumped. And like I was saying earlier, I hear it and it makes me want to pop the card in and play the game again. <laughs> All right, let's uh, take a listen. Yes. Who doesn't know this theme? Right? Like, there's just something about this tune. Like, it's like, all right, motherfucker, here we go. We're on. We're going to hunt us some Dracula. It, it falls in line with what Castlevania always was. And if you remember from the title screen, and I'm looking at it right now on the video that Joel has up on the screen here, like both the title screens for, I think, one and two, maybe even three, had like the little film holes. Like Castlevania mm-hmm. yeah. was supposed to be a cinematic style experience. Mm-hmm. Yep. And and they nailed it with the with the score to the game. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I never, I never made that connection, but you're right. It's supposed to be like an old uh, like universal horror film, isn't it? Yeah, I love it. exactly. Just to kind of to to kind of piggyback on what you just said, the end credits of the first uh, Castlevania, like credits like Bella Lugosi and like all the all the classic <laughs> horror really? actors as the monsters. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah, funny. it's so great. Yeah, it's so great. Well, you're right. Not one of the best uh, Castlevania games, but uh, one of the better soundtracks. And yeah, they, mm-hmm. they did improve on that first one. Uh, I mean, yeah. we could just do uh, honorable mentions. Like uh, Castlevania Four is one of my favorite. Uh, mm-hmm. You may know it as Super Castlevania. For the Super yeah. Nintendo, but uh, yeah, that's got one of my favorite scores. Uh, th- they really bumped up that, t- taking that same old horror film sound, but then putting the 16-bit uh, audio card in it, and yeah. uh, so you had yes. pianos that sounded uh, realistic, an organ, there's an organ, really oh, kind of sure. gives you that Dracula feel. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh yeah, and just and... the sound design of Castlevania oh, yeah. really stepped up its game, and I, I mean, I think that's also indicative of, as Castlevania moved on, like the subtitles of the games were like term like operatic terms like aria yeah. of darkness symphony of the night That's like right. they were really leaning in hard on like the music. not only are we giving you and the games also they improved exponent like each time yeah. you got a new version the gameplay improved the style of game improved but the music got even better and more epic mm-hmm. and even like the game boy advance versions Really stepped it up. Yeah, yeah. Are we going to yeah. be talking about Symphony of the Night later on here? Anybody have that on their list? I, didn't even I don't have it on my list, but it's an honorable mention. Yeah, yeah. yeah it yeah. should be. Uh, all right, we'll stick it with some of the oldies but goodies. Um, going with an old franchise, but one of the more recent games uh, in the Super Mario uh, titles. Probably my favorite Super Mario game, at least on the 3D side, which is uh, Super Mario Galaxy. I remember when this came out, uh, groundbreaking. Not just because uh, you know it was washing off the stink, no pun intended, of uh, <laughs> Super Mario Sunshine, which I did not enjoy, was not a fan of, uh, and really I just wanted a sequel to Super Mario 64, um, and Nintendo was like, we're not even going to give you that, but we're going to give you something better. We're going to give you 3D Mario in space, uh, where he can jump yeah. around planets. Uh, but one of the other things that this game introduced was taking the music from you know what we knew, the old 8-bit uh, sound. The Mario games were still kind of discovering themselves sonically. And uh, I think when they hit Super Mario Galaxy, they nailed it because they went full orchestra. 
They were like, fucking mm-hmm. Mario, this is a this is such a grand adventure. Uh, it wouldn't feel right to have like a ding 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 like a little banjo playing along. You need a symphony uh, to be in space. And so uh, one of my favorite tracks is uh, off of Super Mario Galaxy called Gusty Garden. What's it called? Gusty. I gotta pull it up now. They they love the alliteration. Mm-hmm. Gusty Garden Galaxy. Oh sure, of course that's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one of my favorite tracks. Uh, and almost kind of like the de facto theme from Super Mario Galaxy is uh, the Gusty Garden Galaxy. Yes. Oh, cool. You guys know this one? Oh, yes. yeah. Oh, absolutely. This is a, a song. It's also a stage in Smash Brothers, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yep. And they use the same music and everything? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Cool. Boom, boom, boom. Joe, you talked about uh, what makes a uh, good video game music, uh, and and I said hummability, and this is absolutely one of those tracks that gets stuck in your head. It's an earworm, uh, and to the point where Jen and I will uh, have conversations to each other, or sometimes talk to the dog to the tune of uh, Super Mario <laughs> Galaxy. <laughs> oh, Ali! Oh, Ali! Oh my go God! Pee. Oh yeah, it's a thing That's around so here. That's so great. That's awesome. <laughs> All right, let's keep this moving along. That's, we... No, that's the, the, really quick though. Like yeah. Mario, I think is one that kind of flies under the radar sometimes. Yeah. yeah, like you don't realize how much and how like influential the Mario franchise is musically, mm-hmm. but it was like kind of the granddaddy. Uh, oh, you yeah. know, just starting with just like the classic Super Mario theme, uh, which I don't have on my list, but I did no, put it also easy. as an honorable mention. Like, yeah. yeah, we would. I don't think we would be where we are right now if it weren't for that. Oh, that absolutely. Simple Mario theme. And, and you, yeah, absolutely. You say simple, but um, I think one of the reasons why a lot of these picks on this episode are from older 8-bit, 16-bit era is because they were limited. They didn't have access to full orchestras. They didn't have, you know, nowadays we have film composers and TV composers that are writing the music for these video games. And you can get away with a lot of things um, just from the the sound, the quality of the sound is so much better. You don't have to put so much thought into the the melody or the theme. Whereas yeah. when you're working with eight bit, you know, chip tunes, you got to have a, a hummable theme. There has to be a melody there yep. that uh, yeah. isn't too annoying on repeats, uh, right. and, is, and is catchy yeah, enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I was just gonna say because it's usually only gonna be about thirty seconds or so long, and exactly. just kind of looping. It's all the cartridges yeah. hold. Except the Mario theme itself is like mm-hmm. two minutes long. Like mm-hmm. it's got like a, an intro. It's got that little calypso breakdown in the middle of it. Yeah, it does. Uh, it's it's really cool, and it's so I guess it's it's no surprise to me that Sunshine or that Galaxy, like their their big outing on the Wii, like that was their. Mm-hmm. Um, so GameCube was huge, but when that Wii came out, like that was that was groundbreaking for oh, Nintendo. Yeah. They yeah. they were kind of floundering a little bit in the market yeah. until the Wii came out and it kind of changed them. Yeah. Uh and and man, they they delivered with Galaxy. Everything about that game, like you you hear that music, you think of that music and and you start humming it and man, you want to you want to put that game in 
and start jumping from planet to planet yeah. again. Go on an adventure. An Odyssey. Yeah. No, that's a different game. <laughs> that's a different one. <laughs> uh, not on my list, but also a uh, an honorable mention. We're talking Mario games. Bro, I love that Odyssey. If, theory, you're, so. if you're speaking, like, the music is great, but even with Daisy's New Donk City number, yes. by itself is just outstanding. Yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, I guess we're back to Jay. Yes? All right. <clears throat> so this one is... I guess bumping up to the 16-bit era uh, with uh, another one of my favorite franchises, uh, Metroid. This game, this well, this song was done by a band. They basically took all of the uh, the main like Metroid themes. They have, you know, they got the intro theme. They've got the Brinstar theme. They've got the the Mother Brain and Kraid, but they did them in a in a metal, almost like a progressive metal style and. I instantly fell in love with this when I first heard it. This was probably back in 2011, 2012, sometime around then when yeah, I first 2010, heard it. 2010, according to this YouTube link. Oh, nice, nice. And yeah, it's 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 on my like I say my iPad, my iPod. It was on my iPod back then. Now it's on my iPhone. Um, and I I'll listen to it just throughout the day. Like if it comes up, it's like all right, cool, kick that up. Well, let's take a listen then. Yeah, I haven't heard this one yet, but I I do love me some Metroid music. This is uh, Metroid Metal, the prelude theme. You know, with these remakes, they should have done it like over the footage of the game where it actually happens. Like, I would love to see like the pan and zoom of the scientists laying dead on the floor, <laughs> yes. and, like yes. the the yes. lonely Metroid container, the and baby stuff Metroid. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Some of them that I found do do that. Um, like, there, there's this one guy I just recently, um, maybe in the last year or so, came across him as he goes by Gay Metal or Gay Metal G A M E T A L, and he. He does, you know, of course, met, uh, metal remixes of, of various video game songs, but he always puts in like footage of the game nice. that he's that he's playing over. Yeah, that helps. I, I, I like that rendition. I, I almost kind of hope that when Metroid Prime 4, if it ever does come out, it like that's how they remix the music. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's kind of a doomized nice. version of uh, yes. the Metroid theme. Uh, yeah, that, that kicks yes. ass, man. It's, yeah, that's a, that's a good cover. Some, some of them are so typical. But the ones that you've picked have, have been pretty unique and, mm-hmm. uh, and and sound really good. Excellent. All right, Joe, moving on along. Well, Jay uh, opened the gateways, the floodgates, if you will, <laughs> to the 16-bit era. Uh, half of my list is uh, SNES <laughs> games. Um, and, and, I mean, I think for good reason, because the SNES sure. is my era. That's that's my system. Like, there's been, there have been a lot of good systems since then, a lot of great games. But, you know, the, the influential time in my life, uh, we spent playing the SNES, yeah. uh, spent playing a lot of games. I'm not going to mention, I'm going to wait because I think Jay and I could kind of ping pong back and forth on a couple of these uh, and just kind of stay within that same realm. So instead, I'm going to go with a uh, 
a game based on a, a tabletop RPG uh, called Shadowrun. Oh, they had released two different versions of Shadowrun: one for the Sega Genesis and one for the SNES. Obviously, I was the Super Nintendo guy. Uh, and the first thing that got me about this game, one, I loved the isometric view. Uh, you know, that top-down view. I thought that it was it was unique to what I was playing at the time, uh, and like kind of the point-and-click. But still, very like you had to be on your toes action-wise, and um, what really got you into the mood was the atmosphere, the visuals, mm-hmm. and the music. Like there was this total like cyberpunk, the Matrix before there was a Matrix. Mm-hmm. Was this? Yes. It was Shadowrun, and it was the music that's in this game. And like right off the bat, there's a tune called 3 a.m. on a summer night." It's when the corpse of your character <laughs> is brought into the morgue, and then like you wake up. And you scare like the morticians and they run and hide away. And you're basically trying to figure out one, who the fuck you are (laughs) and what you're supposed to be doing. And there's something so like cyberpunky, but film noir Mm. about this song. All right. Can't wait to hear it. Let's check it out. like so many levels not not just this song but all the whole soundtrack throughout this game there's so many levels and it it kind of fits the mood at some point like you have to basically buy passage into like this uh you're trying to hide from these hitmen uh and there's this guy it's like this this dump this garbage dump that's been turned into a refuge and the only way you can leave once you've bought your passage in the only way you can leave is by paying the leader or by beating him in combat and like there's just like they keep putting different little scores of music in there that kind of evoke the emotion, the hopelessness at one point or like victory at another. And it's just, it's killer. And and I don't, I don't think as many people have played this game no, that should have. I haven't. Would I enjoy it though? I, have, yeah. knowing, I think you would. Knowing what you know about me. Yeah. 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 I think you would. I, I've, I've probably played maybe a couple of hours of it and it was, uh, it was Joe's copy uh that i played so that's that's one that i have missed out on i would say yeah add it to the I list i still own this game nice yeah it's a collectible I right own the original the original the original cart in the box the instructions i feel like you it's could one get, of the few i still have i think you could get a pretty awesome. penny for that like uh, that's, that's kind of rare people like that game yeah no it's it's gonna stay with me i'm gonna yeah. get buried with it <laughs> All right. Uh, I will not be buried with this next game because uh, it is way too difficult uh, for any person to be expected to beat uh, without cheating anyway. I have beat it, but uh, only with, with, with cheating. Yeah, you have. <laughs> we're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna, staying in the uh, 16-bit era since uh, we're already there. Uh, I'm going to move over to another game. It's kind of spooky. It's got some ghosts. It's got some ghouls in it. Mm. Uh, and it is super. I'm talking about super ghouls and ghosts for the Super Nintendo. Uh, one of my favorite soundtracks... I, Every track on this game, like I love, I love the feel and the sound. You want to talk about piece, pieces of music that go with each level and fit into this world? 
this game game isn't nearly as impressive if it doesn't have the music in it. Uh, it is hard as fuck. Uh, but uh, <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> if you can make it all the way through the end, you'll be rewarded. Uh, it's got some of the best music. Or if you're just like me, you can do the little cheat where you can listen to the music. Uh, on the select screen. You know how a lot of games back then oh, had that? Sound test mode. Yeah, you yeah. put it in sound test mode, do a little Konami code or something, you can listen to all the tracks. Uh, this was one of those games, and one that I found myself repeating ad nauseum uh, was from the Ice Forest level uh, because it was just beautiful. Again, kind of pulling from... Now that we're in the 16-bit era and you could have multiple channels, I think, what, you could only play four different channels of audio in the first NES, and one of them was, like, the sound so. effect, right? So like I know I know yeah. in Mega Man there's some Mega Man games there where like you're charging your blaster the music cuts completely out because all of That's the audio out. channels are being used to play that sound yeah. effect uh, and yep. in the 16 bit area you know the sound effects had its own dedicated channels and the music you could have all these different sounds so you, you're gonna hear timpani you hear like French horns you hear flutes uh, it, it's a cacophony of uh, super ghouls and ghosts Ooh, nice word thank nice you thank word. you Here's, yeah. Uh, yeah this is Ice Forest from Super Ghouls and Ghosts. Oh, I, I get it now. Yep. Yeah, I know where this one's at. Yeah. It's been so long since I played this game. Ghosts oh, and Goblins man. and Ghouls and Ghosts, like those games are like infamous for being those kinds of games that you had to like play through like multiple times yes! you know, to get the actual ending. This one was infuriating yes. because the one time that I did legit beat it, it was like, oh, you've got to go back to the beginning and you have to beat it with this with this armor, with this weapon and nothing else. And I'm like, fuck you guys, fuck no. <laughs> That's when you break out the game, Genie. That's right. Yeah, yes. That's a good tune. That's yeah, great, it man. It's coming up on the loop here. I'll just let it play. I tell you, man, this is this is so characteristic of Capcom. Like, there are some publishers that you just start to expect like quality audio from. Yeah. And Capcom is one of those developers that started. It started in the NES, but they really kind of found their stride in the SNES era. Agreed. Uh, where they were just killing it with the music. Mm-hmm. Konami the same way. Oh yeah. Uh, like, but but yeah, Capcom. Coming on strong with that one. I hate that game so much. <laughs> but it is tough. I could I could listen to the music from that game forever, man. That's yeah, great. It's great. And what I love particularly about that track is um because I was I was a band nerd going to high school and, and so I was like I think a freshman or something when this game came out. Uh and uh I was kind of learning about music and learning about the different time measurements. That track is in five four. It doesn't go one, Jeez. two, three, four, one, two, three, four. There's five downbeats. In every mm-hmm. what do you call it verse, not verse, every uh, stanza, nah, yeah, whatever it is. One, two, three, four, five. One, two, three, four. Yeah, it's got a, a almost kind of a waltz like feel to it, um, even though that's three, four. Uh, yeah, nice. there you go. <laughs> Super ghouls and ghosts. Uh, Excellent. Right, let's move this right along. Jay, we're back at you, buddy. What do you got? Back to me. All right. Well, this one uh, still staying in the uh, in the sixteen bit era here. <laughs> no this surprise. Probably. Yeah, yeah, I think I think I only have one more on my list that's not in the sixteen in the in the sixteen bit era. Well, this is um, the sixteen bit gladiator, so it, it's, it's <laughs> only there fair. We go. There we go. <laughs> uh, 
but this one is probably my, I would say, one of my all-time favorite games, uh, Final Fantasy VI. Mm. Uh, this is the the end theme. Well, not the end theme. The fight. The, the final, final fight battle with yeah, yeah. with uh, Kefka, mm-hmm. and it's called Dancing Mad. But this one is actually done by a band called the Black Mages, <laughs> which is Nobuo Umatsu's his own personal band. Oh, cool! So he wrote the song for the game, but then he also, with his band, went back and redid the song with full-on instrumentation guitars uh strings and everything it's it's fantastic it's a long ass song but my god is it fantastic well it's a long Only track the, in the, the game second right? longest the second longest yes. in the game yeah. yeah yeah that's right Yeah, it's like 17 minutes i think in the game and i think this one's like 12 something minutes oh, jesus like who, well this yeah. is a two-parter song dancing mm-hmm. mad is a two-parter song and one of the ones I gave Joel is a three-parter. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> These are turning into like awesome. Guns N' Roses albums all of a sudden, where we got part <laughs> right. one, Use Your Illusion part one and part two. All right, well, let's... Dr. Miss Softly. <laughs> <laughs> let's take a listen to this track from uh, Final Fantasy VI, right? Six, Six yep. yes. I don't even know what part to use. Because the part people don't know is kind of like this beginning part, but then at the end as well, Man, right? The, the opening is so yeah. epic, man. The, the opening is so iconic. Basically, the the song starts off and it's panning up. You're seeing this this essentially like this gigantic mass of the demon slash angel body. Yes, I've uh, seen that of, of Kefka and it, and they they really with Final Fantasy VII. It seemed like they were trying to recreate the magic of Final Fantasy VI because a lot of the stuff that happens with like Sephiroth's battle. Is very similar to what happens, yeah, and it's very similar to what happens with Final Fantasy VI. It starts off as Kefka himself. Yes. Then when you beat Kefka himself, like this mass, like it starts to scroll up, and then you see like big angel Kefka, and then like you beat him, and it becomes like uh, just this massive human, like trying to like grab. You know, it's it it looks like it should be on the Vatican, like these paintings are (laughs) beautiful. I've seen it. Yes, yeah, it's incredible. Oh Oh, yeah, yeah. where it kind of kicks in. He's this been is definitely he's been, the one angel. version's been defeated, and yep. now it's yeah. yeah. This is the angel form. Oh, dude! And the, the it's it's got like the the glow coming out from behind him, like the sun rays coming out, and uh-huh. you just see this these wings folded out. Oh god, damn! That's, that's so a cool. Fight. <laughs> yeah. It could be a quick fight too, depending on how you got yourself out. That's right. It could be. <laughs> yeah. What happens is it just uh. You just don't hear the Wait, second half of the track, huh? Yeah. <laughs> well, oh no, you still hear everything. Um, what's cool about this boss battle, Joel, is that in the game, your final party is like 16 characters. Oh, So wow. you end up splitting the party like three or four ways, and mm-hmm. like each of them has like a different mission in the final castle to get to Kefka from different directions, and then when you get to the final, you get to him finally, like you use everybody or have the option to use everyone to fight him. Like oh. if someone dies in battle, once you finish that stage, someone will come in and replace that oh, person. That's cool. who's fallen. Oh, it's really neat. That's so but fucking great. If, you, if you've played it like I have, where you've uh-huh. leveled everybody up to the max and had them all learn every ability, every spell, and then got like, you duped the, uh, the mimic rings and stuff and the golden egg. So every spell only costs like half. Um, it goes really quick. <laughs> so I, 
you never lose anybody and you just keep spamming the ultima spell and the, the fight is done pretty pretty damn fast oh man this is one of my bucket list games uh and hearing these tracks just makes me want to uh revisit it even more not revisit it makes me want to yeah. check it out even more visit it Visit for the first time. Well, yeah. well, let me ruin the game even more for you Please. before you start trying to play it. <laughs> Do uh, in the in the course of the game. This is the first time I'd ever experienced anything like this. Like I've always been a big RPG fan, and I love like how they build characters and you know how how you kind of you really become engaged in the journey that they go on. And at some point, you go uh, like you're undercover working, like trying to figure out like what's going on with the bad guys, and you're at this opera house. And the star of the show ends up getting like sick, or I can't remember, Jay. What happens yeah, to the star? I can't remember what what happens. She goes. She ends up going missing. She's um, missing, but and she so, has a very uncanny resemblance. Yeah, to one of your characters. Oh, one of those. Celeste. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so the person who runs the opera house is like, "Look, I'll help you, but you've got to help me make sure the show goes on." And so, like, your character has to take on the role of Maria in this in this opera. And so this whole sequence in the game is you playing as her and having to pick, like, you get a couple minutes to study the lyrics of the song, and you have to pick the right lyrics as the song is going on. And it's one of the most, like, it, it, it was one of the most unique things I'd ever done, but also the music it in itself is really powerful and really deep. Mm-hmm. And so eventually... When uh, they started off this Distant Worlds concert where like they did the music of Final Fantasy mm-hmm. fully orchestrated, there is a sequence, and usually it's the end of the show, the proper show before the encores, mm-hmm. where they do this with actual opera singers, oh. like with, with lyrics yes. that they wrote for it. I wish I should have sent you the link to that too, because yeah, it is. It's, it's mind-blowing. But here it is, the 16-bit version of Aria di Mezzo Carateri. ballsy is that in 1994 or whenever this game wow. came out to like we're just going to stop this game down and have a four minute opera segment right right to trust your audience to be patient with it mm-hmm. so that sound right there is supposed to be her voice mm-hmm. singing yeah, the song singing. yeah it's it's outstanding and what it does is it also builds the relationship between celeste and this character Locke. Uh, and and kind of brings them closer together. They're both people that have experienced like a very dramatic loss in their lives, mm. and this is something that kind of it, it brings them closer. Uh, they don't necessarily become like romantic interests, right. even though they kind of hint at it. But they kind of develop a kinship of just people who have been lost for a while and finding their way. And this song encapsulates that perfectly. And again, for, as somebody who's never even played that game, I know that theme. I know some of these yeah. themes. Um, that's how much they've kind of permeated pop culture and gaming. Oh, yeah. No, for, for real. Like, as as they've become deeper in storytelling, the franchise has has really taken chances and done some ballsy things with the soundtracks. Um, and, uh, I mean, it, there, was, there was a stage there for, like, 
the music is really good in like two. Mm-hmm. There's a theme called the Rebel theme, and it's just this amazing, like rousing, like it re- it, it gets you pumped up. Yeah. Uh, but like from from I would say four is okay, but I would say from six to eight, like the music was just like hitting on all cylinders without a dud in the group. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, doing what uh, game music does best and can can make you feel, yeah. make you. It makes uh, it more than a video game. Yeah, yeah. Like that, that's kind of a cool thing about some of these soundtracks is that it makes it more than just you're playing a game. It really makes it an experience for you. An experience, yeah. right? Yeah. Sometimes they make you uh, uh, get ready, pump for action. Sometimes they make you cry. Sometimes they make you laugh. And that's what <laughs> uh, my next track is. We're going full comedy here uh, from a game that I've finally played. This past year, uh, played through both of them now, both of the Portal games. Uh, ah, but uh, yes. as well, while I would say that I think Portal Two bests Portal One in almost every way, it does mm-hmm. not have this track from oh, uh, Jonathan Colton. Uh, again, this is another one of those things where I had heard this song before I knew what Portal was, uh, and when I finally played it and experienced it for myself, uh, I get the in jokes now, and that makes it so yes. much funnier. Uh, so th- this is uh, still alive. As sung by Gladys, who is your nemesis uh, in the game portal. So great. I can love it. This was a triumph. I'm making a note here. Huge success. (laughs) It's hard to overstate my satisfaction. Your weighted companion cube. Aperture science. (laughs) Science. We do what we we must must because because we can. can. Except the ones who are dead. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> 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 Man, you want to talk about a, a, a oh, song God. that uh, really matches the, the feel of the game and the humor, just the biting mm-hmm. humor in that game. Uh, mm-hmm. And then to have this song that lyrically and, and tonally uh, matches, uh, it's it just, no pun intended, but it's icing on the cake. Dude, yes. they put that track in Rock Band, the first yes. Rock Band. It was yeah, an that's right. Track. You know, maybe that's where yeah. I heard it, come to think of it, and wondering why everybody else knew this song except for me. Yeah. That's what oh, happens. man, that's so good. That, that right there, that's a song that makes you go, oh, I want to play Portal again now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did. <laughs> but yeah, it's funny as hell, and uh, we couldn't do a... A podcast about video game music without uh, playing that track. Mm. A little unconventional. That's a good one. That's a good one. All right. So much. Uh, I think we're right back to Jay now, right? Yeah. Right. I'm going to go with uh, Chrono Trigger. All right. Um, this is one. It's a it's a combination of three songs that uh, it's basically the end boss is first form, a second form, and the final battle with him. The song is called Seed of Perdition, and it is by a... I believe it's just one guy doing all the parts. He does the guitar, the drums, the keyboards, everything in it. And he does it in this almost metal opera style. Mm. And it's freaking amazing. kind of rising up out of the ground. Mm-hmm. 
the thing about this is throughout the game, you're hearing like traces of Lavos's theme. Yep. Like whenever you go oh. into these different these different eras in time. I love when they do uh, that. And and you can like you can face Lavos at different points in the game and get different endings. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's 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 a pretty stellar game. It it was ahead of its time for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, did it have like twenty something endings that you can get? Yeah, yeah I think yeah. there are. Yeah. Which is crazy to think about. Uh, I, I know uh, Final Fantasy and Secret of Mana, like those series, get a lot of play. Uh, but yeah, mm-hmm. quietly, Chrono Trigger uh, is, is right up there with them. All right, Joe, move them right along. Well, I what was going to stick to game the, you have. <laughs> I, I was going to stick to the 16-bit era, Uh-oh. but instead, I think that it's probably a better transition to go from Jay's Chrono Trigger mm-hmm. to the PS1's Chrono Cross, which is the, uh, the, the sequel to it. Um, the music, all of the music in this game is outstanding. And just like Chrono Trigger, this game did have different endings, but instead of like going through time, you were kind of crossing dimensions and different alternate realities. Mm. Um, and, uh, and the most powerful song, the one that still, when I hear it, makes me want to play the game over and over again, uh, is the title theme, Time Scar. I know this oh, for one. Sure. Is this the is this theme used in other Chrono Trigger games? Uh I don't think so. It's just I the theme from so. this one? Yeah, because there's only been the two. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I thought there, there was the there third was a, one. There was a third in development, but they've they've never changed, mm. uh, finished it. Damn. Yeah. There was a game called Radical Dreamers, yeah. which I think was on the NES. And it was kind of kind of indirectly tied to these two. Yeah. Here it is. Yes. And then that that violin kicks in. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Just a massive song, man. Yeah, I love it. And there's a um, there's a version that's um, I don't I don't remember what orchestra it is, but some orchestra just did it as like a jam session, oh. and it's outstanding. I'll send you the link for it. But like they didn't do it in a concert that I remember. It was just like some like practice, and and they from what I the just from what I read, it's one of them was a big video game fan and basically begged the rest of the orchestra to learn the song. So they could they could just jam it one time. And, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, it was, it's so killer. But yeah, no, that song, so good. Again, SquareSoft uh, at the time, SquareSoft. Now it's Square Enix. Uh, but mm. just like Capcom, just like Konami, uh, just firing on all cylinders, especially in that mm. PS1 era, like really kicking it up with their video game music with Final Fantasy, Parasite Eve, and Chrono oh, Cross. God, yeah. Well, so yeah, because they're, they're delivered on CD, and for the first time, we can now have CD-quality music in our video games, so yes. uh, why not mm-hmm. play? Absolutely. And in fact, I think a lot of those old PS1-era games, you could literally just take the disc and put, put it in your in CD, CD player, player and fucking disc, yeah. play the soundtrack instead of uh, the oh, game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep, no, yep. nice one, nice one. Uh, all right, well, uh, I'm going to take over, uh, and I'm going to catapult us into uh, this decade, actually, with a game that came out t- in 2020 
last year. The original Last of Us, uh, tons of people have played it, love it, uh, it shares the same theme, uh, one of the main themes uh, that it does with uh, Last of Us Part Two, which uh, came out in you know, summer of, of 2020. Um, but I, with for some reason, well, I know exactly why, the gravitas of, this, of the music uh, makes you feel that much more connected to it. Uh, especially after having experienced the first one and then seeing where the characters that you know and love end up in Last of Us Part 2. Now, I don't want to get into spoilers because I think I'm the only one between the three of us who have played this game. Yeah, I haven't played through Mm -hmm. it. Man, but I really want to spoil something at the end. Uh, But I I won't because I think you guys are going to play it, right? Someday? Mm -hmm. Oh, eventually, yes. Well, I I will just say that uh, there's a new theme that is introduced. Uh, The the guitar music uh, is... uh, Play, plays a big part in this game. And that's another thing I love about it. It's almost a mini game. Uh, like Ellie can literally like pick up this guitar. She carries it around with her. And there are moments throughout this game uh, where she's often reflecting uh, and she whips out the guitar and she'll play a couple of tunes. And sometimes it'll, it'll uh, trigger a flashback. Uh, sometimes it's just a little musical interlude that serves no other purpose than to just let you take a breather. Uh, from this downer of a game, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, there's That's a cool. there, there's a song, a new song that you're introduced to in this game that you literally play on the guitar, your little mini game, uh, and it comes up several times in the game. Uh, and the last time it is played at the very end, just fucking brutal, just breaks your heart. Uh, so I won't spoil that for you here because. Uh, as much as I'm saying I will never play that game again, I do think everybody should play it. Like it is, it is quite an experience, but much in the same way that I think everybody should watch Schindler's List. Not always a good time, uh, but important and and one of the best video games out there from one of the best developers, uh, and also one of the best soundtracks. So I'll stop talking now and instead we'll play you the main theme uh, from The Last of Us Part Two. The theme from that game is so wow. uh, in, ingrained in me that yeah. just hearing those first couple of guitar plicks, uh, and I, I pulled up the YouTube clip earlier. Jenna was in the backyard. She didn't see what I was doing. Uh, and when she heard that, she was like, oh, Last of Us. And it immediately Man. just brings you back there. It's so uh, atmospheric. Uh, uh-huh. yeah, I love it. I was about to say, like, it really evokes that feeling of like solitude. and Yes. And- uh, tragedy, a, a very morose, a very morose song. Yes, yeah, yeah. man, that's good. Mm. That's a good one. Thank you, thank you. God, yeah. All right, Jay. Yeah, we're back to Powerful you. We're getting stuff. towards the end. I think. I hope we are. <laughs> we are. Um, all right. So this one is. It's another Final Fantasy. Uh, this one is from <laughs> Final Fantasy Four, and it, it takes place kind of near the end. It's not not quite to the last boss yet, but it's almost a boss rush because mm. you are. You you are essentially going into this gigantic robot that has been born. Oh, the giant of Babel. Giant of Babel, oh. yes. <laughs> and uh, at one point, as you're climbing up this robot to to get to, it's essentially to get to its control center to shut it down. But as you're climbing up, you get stopped 
on this this bridge and the four elemental fiends that you've been fighting throughout the game they surround you and they all attack you at once and this is uh this is the the uh, song is called within the giant uh this was the uh, first remix soundtrack that i was talking about earlier that i that i had actually uh kicked in some money to get done back in the early 2000s All of these elemental fiends have the ability to change weaknesses up, mm-hmm. and yeah, to, to have to deal with that in a in a multi tiered fight against all of them is nuts. And yeah, that that song, <laughs> it's funny because it's a good tune, but it definitely kind of like with your pick from Zelda two. It's one of those songs that like gives me PTSD. Where I'm like, oh no, <laughs> no, I'm not ready for this fight yet. <laughs> All right, Joe, uh, calm, <laughs> calm us down then. Uh, lead us into right. your uh, next pick. I am gonna. I'm gonna calm us down. Mm-hmm. I am going to. We've we've gotten past the fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going right back to Final Fantasy VI with a song uh, that takes place after our heroes have defeated Kefka. Uh, after you've heard that one song that that Jay had given us, "Dancing Mad." Uh, so now, the uh, the balance is restored and this is like a three-part song mm-hmm. uh so of course the cool thing about this is each character just like a john williams theme <laughs> like it a, each character has its own piece of music mm-hmm. and what uh nobu Emetsu did is he ties them all into each other yeah. to kind of tell the story and wrap up everybody's arcs nice. at the end of the game uh so you could jump around here wherever you want Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm pretty sure Jay and I both could like shout out immediately. Oh, it's this character. It's this character. Oh, fun. Uh, you're going to start off with like as the airship is kind of taking off and like you're, you're flying to victory. But ah, it's so great. There it is. And the cool thing is with this is you might not get every character to survive at the end of the game. And so every character that you didn't have at the end does not appear like you'll get their <gasps> yep. theme their music but you won't get their story wrap up at the oh, end no. it just kind of passes them over oh. yeah it's it's neat man so this is just kind of the book pages being like flipped through mm-hmm. before we even get to a character theme feels like it <laughs> this is cyan's theme And so while this is going on, um, we're like they're escaping the the floating island, I think it is. Mm-hmm. And each of the characters, as their theme plays, it shows them using their ability to kind of get whatever party members they're with out of danger to get to the airship. Oh, cool! That's that's what's going on there. Yeah. yeah. I forgot. It's like part three of this song. That's like all of their wrap ups. <laughs> This is Go-Go, right, Jay? Yep, Go-Go. 
Gogo's the mimic. He's an optional character you can find. Oh. And uh, yeah, his whole bit is that he just mimics moves from characters that uh, take action before him. <laughs> oh, interesting. Man, it's no wonder that so many of these tracks like still live up over time. Um, there is something mm -hmm. really endearing about the sound of chiptunes and why chiptunes are now like their own genre of music. Um, oh yeah, you know we've yeah. we've moved Look at Anamanaguchi. Th that's right, one of my favorite bands. Yeah. Uh, did the score for the Scott Pilgrim, uh, uh, the Scott Pilgrim right? game. That's, that's right. right. It's one of one of my honorable mentions too. Is it really? Oh, I'm jumping around and sorry, yeah. but uh, yeah, I no, I, it's okay. It's I, all right. I know it's because we grew up there and and we're uh, we're emotionally connected to it that way. It's all nostalgia, but uh, I I still love the sound of those 16 bit synthesizers, man. And uh, yeah, yeah, you know, there's a whole subcategory of music where. Um, chip tune versions of popular songs that we could do a whole episode on mm -hmm. oh yeah uh yeah nice wow <laughs> I, I i think hopefully we've gotten all of our final fantasy six behind us but you know what i've really been enjoying those tracks and uh yeah I, I, we we shouldn't apologize for that because it's one of the best uh video game scores uh even to this day i think when a game puts an opera sequence in it it's trying to. It's it's aiming high. It's ambitious yeah, yeah. with its yes. music, and it pays off. Yeah, and well, it's absolutely one. Like even even to this day, I would highly recommend anybody who's even remotely interested to play it because it is well worth it. Mm -hmm. And it, it's not like it's kind of gotten out of the the really old school era mm -hmm. to where it's just frustrating sometimes to play. Yeah, and it's it's. That's a pleasure throughout the whole game. To oh, yeah. Play it. It's, I went through and uh, as I was working on Final Fantasy V, I'm like, I like to read up and find out, like, you know, what the aggregate score, like, which is the most difficult Final Fantasy game? Am I currently playing it? Uh, and luckily, I've passed where the most, the most difficult one was. What was, was that? But three? like, uh, it was, it was three. Yeah, yeah. That's what I've heard as well. Um, but, but like six universally, like, it, it seems everybody, bags on six because it's the easiest but it also has the deepest story yeah, so it's yeah. like maybe you sacrifice one for the other you say yeah. easy i say accessible exactly mm -hmm, you know exactly uh all right well i was talking a little bit about chip tunes there uh and not realizing that it was leading into my next pick which uh nice. is is basically an homage to all these old 8-bit and 16-bit games uh both in the gameplay and the soundtrack I'm talking about uh, shovel knight from uh, 2015, oh, yes. Joe's fucking giving a Chris Evans style Hell fist yeah. bump right there. He's excited. Yes, hear about some Shovel Knight, and I love Shovel Knight. Um, it, but not not just because of the nostalgia, not just because it is a chip tune soundtrack, but all, all the songs on their own, they're, they're just bangers. It's, they're great tracks. Yes. Um, no yes. matter what um, instrument instrumentation instrumentation is that the word I'm looking for. <laughs> Sure, uh, that, sounds uh, good. Yeah. Uh, that is used to play them, but uh, yeah, I love me some retro chiptune sounds from uh, the Shovel Knight soundtrack. Let's take a listen. Yeah. Oh, that's so Capcom. That is so uh, Capcom. It's like. I could, I could see like it being essentially what they were trying to do or trying to be able to do on the NES 
because it's not yes. quite full like as full featured as SADS, but it's mm -hmm. got more than what the what you could do on the NES. I mean, dude, it feels like Mega Man. Yes. It feels yes. like Mega Man. Yes. Like that's total Mega Man. Yeah, it's kind of creating that cadence. It wants you to travel at that that pace, you mm -hmm. know? Yep. Yep. There's a lot of good tracks on God, that soundtrack, but so that, that main theme uh, really, really sticks with you. And, and, and they, they do variations on it throughout the uh, game. It's really clever. Mm -hmm. And the game itself is great. If you love uh, DuckTales, the old NES game, uh, check out uh, yeah. Shovel Knight on basically every console or PC. The game's yeah. everywhere. Oh, yeah. you... It's so good. Man, it's so good. Yeah. Did you get it when like when it first came out or did you wait until it was later on and then they had the whole treasure trove version? No, yeah. I got the treasure like trove a, version. I got it when it first came out and they they added all the stuff to that first one and it, at some point there was a point where they split. So the treasure trove you either you either had it beforehand or you had to buy the treasure trove to be able to get everything else mm -hmm. afterwards. And uh oh my god, there's just so much they've added to the game since coming out and it's all been free you yeah know? and yeah they've done like ridiculous two or three different uh dlc updates uh looking the, the, um, for, for like five years like five of them now are they really yeah i think yeah. there's closer to four or five of them now that's crazy uh well hopefully one day we'll get a shovel knight too with uh its own treasure trove yes. of uh, dlc updates all right uh mm, we're just keep on building on this one man yeah, right yeah right yeah. no i gotta make the people pay for it again i think like i i want yeah. them to take my money take my money please mm -hmm. yeah please <laughs> all right well i think this is now bringing us to our final tracks is that correct our final fantasy tracks yeah. I believe yes so. I believe so uh and jay do us the honors by being the first uh in this final round all right, so now we are moving up to the 90s and the N64 <laughs> era with an 80s version oh. of of a song that I'm actually shocked was not on Joe's list um, because both me and him love this song so much. Uh, this is Gerudo Valley from mm. the Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. Done in more of a synthwave '80s style, bro. It was on my list. Like I had so many songs, we had to yeah, pin narrow it down. Somewhere. I'm surprised Joel let us had six. <laughs> well, I, I'm pretty sure I said five, but uh, you defied me and did yeah, six anyway. Did. But that's all right. We well, all have six. No, what I was doing, I was following your lead. You you posted your list and you had six, and I was like, okay, I guess six <laughs> is good. <laughs> all right, let's hear. Uh, yeah, Gerudo Valley. We all love this one. Oh.
I love we're all like head You know what here. I see in my head? <laughs> I see in my head is like I see like the the VHS video lines and stuff. Yes. And like, mm-hmm. It's like this this total like intro to a Legend of Zelda TV show. A lot of like yes. character looking back over their shoulder with like the credit. <laughs> and stuff. Oh yeah, done in Marvel yes. style. It's yeah, so good. Man, what a great tune! And Gerudo Valley is one of those songs that like not every game has one, but it's like once in a blue moon you get a game that has a good soundtrack but then like one song that really transcends yeah. the game itself and like can take on a life of its own and gerudo valley is that song for me at least for zelda like it's yeah. just so good uh that and and almost better than what zelda deserved oh. <laughs> i'm just I'm saying ocarina to... of time is a good game it's an ugly looking game yes mm-hmm. but it's a good game yeah, agreed. I, I've started watching this guy on uh, on YouTube and, and Twitch, and he's he's basically going through the Zelda games for the first time. Like he's never he's never played them before. Wow, wow. Um, he started with Breath of the Wild, and then he moved on to Ocarina of Time, and he did the same thing in Ocarina of Time. He he just recently got to Gerudo Valley, and he you know he, he jumps the horse to go over the fence to get into it, and when that music starts up, he drops his his thing. He just looks at the camera. He's like. <laughs> Holy shit! This is fucking great. <laughs> yeah, it's a great song, and I, I like your, the remix you found, the '80s synth remix. But uh, even presented in its mm-hmm. original, where it's just kind of like on a mandolin, it's very kind of broken yes, down, yes. Uh, little, little like maracas, Spanish. Yeah. Oh man, yes. it's so good. It was it was between this version and there's another version that a, a group in San Antonio does called their the Mariachi Sound or Sound Mari, Mariachi Entertainment System. Uh-huh. And so their <laughs> logo's MES. That's great. And uh, they have a they have a version of this song that's fantastic oh, too. I love oh, it yeah. with trumpets and everything. Uh-huh. Yes, oh, yes. We'll have to put that in the show notes or something. <laughs> Who am I kidding? I'm I can't show. remember what channel it is. It's I can't. I think it, like IGN had posted it, mm-hmm. but it's like these a bunch of white guys trying to act like mariachi uh, oh. uh, musicians. But like it's a really good version too. But it they is, totally do it yeah. in that mariachi style. Uh, yeah. Well, we, I feel like we've had more. Uh, uh, Final Fantasy music on here than Zelda, which is uh, surprising. But uh, yeah, Joe, well, we're we're about to have more. <laughs> we're about to have more Final Fantasy. That's what I thought. <laughs> um, a, a track that maybe not everybody heard. Uh, back before Final Fantasy VIII came out, there was a demo disc that was released uh, where it it let you play through the attack on Dalit, and um, the music was so good. It had me so pumped and ready for the game. But there was something awfully familiar about it. Oh. And so it apparently was awfully familiar to a lot of people, especially the people that made the movie The Rock, because That's right. they were given a cease and desist. They had to take the music out because it was too close to the music that played when Hummel was stealing like the missiles at the beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, this this song was really good. Uh, and this was on the demo. Uh, the tune is called Attacking Dalit from the Final Fantasy VIII demo. Oh yes, I remember you talking about this when we did when we reviewed the Rock, the Rock on the Editing uh-huh. Bay podcast. I think we even played the songs back to back on that. We may have. So now Nicholas Cage, his hair is blowing in the wind. <laughs> Actually, he's not even in this part. Oh, this is Sean Connery. It's, it's no, it's Ed Harris and his guys. They bust into like the Marine compound or oh, whatever. Oh, that's right. And they're they're stealing the sarin gas. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Angel. Yeah. Yeah, listeners, if 
It's a real easy YouTube search. Look yeah. up this song, listen to it for a while, and then look up uh, Hummel Steals the Missiles, or I can't remember what it is, but it's a really easy find on YouTube, and just listen to them back to back. And yeah, they had a case. They definitely had a case. But it's a great song. And going back to my original point that I was talking to you guys about, uh, like a song that makes you want to play the game, I couldn't fucking wait to play Final Fantasy mm-hmm. VIII, which in its own right has a great soundtrack. But like this tune, when we finally got to that point in the actual game, like not only were like the costumes different, like the it, it, the music when it didn't hit that tune, I was like, well, what the fuck's going on? Like, <laughs> yeah, I, was, just disappointed. I was legitimately disappointed that the music wasn't the same. Oh, well, you can just put the rock on your DVD player in the background. <laughs> it's right. Yeah. <laughs> and get the full experience. Bro, I'm sure there's some genius now that's gone back and recoded the game and put that song in. Oh, dude. Well, yeah. Oh, I'm I mean, sure. Yeah. If, if, I mean, if you can make all sorts of other mods, listen to our modding episode from last week. Mm-hmm. Surely there's. Yeah, yeah there, be a... there's there's people that have taken um, like Final Fantasy VI and the art the the opera scene, and they've put in the actual opera singer. Oh, wow. Doing it. Oh, that's, that's great. great. It's great. Yeah. Well, right, Joel, bring us home. In an attempt yes. to uh, uh, restore balance to the Final Fantasy Legend of Zelda uh, world, I'm going to try to uh, add nice. another one, add another Zelda track, and uh, bring out some uh, Breath of the Wild, which I don't think we've talked about yet, uh, on yeah. as much Zelda as we've talked about. Uh, and th- this particular tune, I believe, is fairly new to the Zelda universe. I think it was only in one other game uh, when it made its debut in uh, Skyward Sword. Uh, yep. Along with the uh, Rito uh, race, or was that there? Well, are they called the Rito? It's Rito Village. In, it's yeah, it's the Rito. The their race is the Rito in uh, in not Skyward Sword, but in uh, Wind Breath Waker. Of, and, oh, it's Wind and Waker that they show up. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I remember. Um, I was probably about halfway through this game. Is that true? Is that possible to be halfway through Breath of the Wild and not stumble upon Rito Village yet? Uh, oh, that's very easy. Yeah, very easy to get lost in that game. Maybe the way oh, I was playing people, it. Yeah, there are people that have that have gone through and beaten the entire game, and then they'll they'll see somebody come up on uh, Luralin Village, that little fishing village. And oh they're yeah, like, where the hell is that? At? <laughs> <laughs> well, that one's easy to skip, but uh, Rito Village, you kind of have to uh, get through to, to, to yeah. complete the game, I believe. Uh, and I remember There's stumbling. A way to a, skip it. Is there yeah, a way to skip? Yeah, you can, well, there's a way to yeah, skip everything can, in Breath of the Wild. Basically. Yeah, you can basically go right from the right from the plateau yeah. to the castle if you wanted to. But yeah, if you want to go through and do all the the proper mm-hmm. story way to do it, then yeah, you got to go through Rito Village. But at some I, point. I remember coming across it and being uh, like, "Oh, this is such a uh, it's it's uh, equal parts like relaxing uh, and mm-hmm. inviting, but still a little somber." Um, it's yep. it's I, because I believe when it's originally played in Wind Waker. It's kind of an upbeat, jaunty, fun mm-hmm. tune, matching the style of Wind Waker, of course. And yep. here, yep. Uh, it, it's played a little more real. It's a little, a little sadder. So here's the theme to Rito Village from uh, Breath of the Wild. You got Cass on the accordion there. Yes. I can love Cass. Yes. It's almost like the Godfather with that little mandolin. Mm-hmm. 
can almost picture uh, the leader of the Rita people sitting up there asking uh, Link for a favor. One day I will ask you for a favor. <laughs> <laughs> Go bring my divine beast back. <laughs> Love that track, uh, always, and it, it's it's one of those songs where you would just kind of like wander around the village because you didn't mind listening to the track. You didn't want it to leave, mm-hmm. and as you would leave yeah. the village, and the music would fade out, it'd be like, oh, yeah, I wish I could just come with me, uh, but it cannot. None of these tracks can follow us through life, but uh, they will always be there in our hearts, right? Because we played many hours. Uh, you'd think we'd only played two games from the sound of this podcast. <laughs> yes. Uh, Final, Final Fantasy, Fantasy and Zelda. Zelda. That's it. Uh, which, hey, you could pick two worse games to be the only games you'd ever played. Uh, but the, the truth is there's just so much great video game music to accompany all these great games. you got to start somewhere. So I think we've decided we're going to call this Volume 1. Like, we'll have to come back and do another music-themed episode on this podcast. Because, oh, that would be uh, awesome, man. Oh, we, should, we, should we hold our honorable mentions then and just, like, Keep that chambered for next time. No, you know what? I, I, I think we've written them down. Let, let's let's talk about them, and then we'll have forgotten that we talked about them in six months when we do volume two, and uh, we can uh-huh. play them on that soundtrack. Yeah, I don't uh, even want. I don't even nice. want to dive into them. I just was going to run down the list do of it. like things yeah. that should be mentioned. Yeah, let's yeah. hear. It. Um, all right, so I'll go through mine real quick. Uh, honorable mentions for original soundtracks: nope. Seventh Guest, Bioshock <gasps> Infinite. Uh, yes. We already talked about Castlevania Whoa, Symphony of the Night, uh, Command and Conquer Red Alert. Conquer's Bad Fur Day, Crypt of the Necro Dancer slash Cadence of Hyrule. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yep. The entire Final Fantasy franchise, uh, The Legend of Zelda, A Link to the Past. How did we yes. not talk about it that? It was on my list as well. I've got I've um, got on my list. I don't know what you for. Michael for Jackson's it. Moonwalker in the arcade. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Mike Tyson's Punch-Out, Red Dead Redemption, Super Mario oh. World, Super Smash Brothers Brawl, and Uncharted. And oh, yeah. games that had great soundtracks but using pre-existing music, Brutal Legend, Iron Maiden, Ed Hunter, yes. Kiss, Psycho Circus, The Nightmare Child, uh, Road Rash 3D, and also one that I didn't mention in the previous list, Parappa the Rapper. Parappa the Rapper! Uh, yes, from the original PlayStation, yes. of course. Yeah. Classic. Yes. Uh, those, are, those are mine. Jay, what about your honorable mentions? Nice, but... nice. All right, so I have, uh, well, for the the remixes, I've got uh, another Super Metroid one from, uh, it's called uh, One More Time, Just Once, and it's a remix of the Brinstar theme. Mm, I, um, I have a um, another one that's uh, Castlevania Two. It's also Bloody Tears uh, by a guy named Family Jewels on YouTube. Oh, I know that one. And, yeah. yeah, excellent, excellent. Like a good rock, almost, almost hard rock version of yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, and then I got another one from Final Fantasy VIII. This is the man with the machine gun. Oh yeah! And this is a remix by Jeffrey Day that was done in a, kind of a cyberpunk, uh, oh nice new wave style. And we got uh, another one from Zelda. This one's from Link to the Past. Actually, there's three of them in a row here. So we've got uh, the Sanctuary Dungeon, which is actually two songs from the Sanctuary Dungeon. One remix is called Dungeon Shuffle. Uh, it's on the, the album Mirror Image. 
And then there is another one called the Labyrinth of Dance Floors, which is just an OC remix. And then there is the Hyrule Castle. It's another uh, kind of an electronic song called Triforce Majeure. <laughs> and then we have the Breath of the Wild main theme, the one that was on like the yeah, the trailer. Of course. This one was a, a redone version, kind of in a, a prog rock style by a guy named Ro, uh, Ro Panag- Panuganti. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also got the Gerudo Valley from the Crypt of the Necrodancer Cadence of Hyrule oh, yeah. version. Fantastic version of that song. Uh, we've got... This one's an outlier because I've I've never actually played the game. I just heard the remix of the song, and I fell in love with the remix of the song. So now I kind of want to play the game just to to hear what the original sounds like. But this one is a remix of the song off of a game called Vector Man Two <laughs> by uh, the song is called Orbot Express, and this is on the Badass Boss Themes Volume Three OC Remix album <laughs> called Soiled by the Egyptians. Oh Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Soiled by the Egyptian. Yeah. Uh, then I've got the Ocarina of, Ocarina of Time main theme mm-hmm. uh, remixed as it's called Pac Bell's Ganon. <laughs> I love the play on that. <laughs> Pac Bell's Ganon. Yeah. yeah. And then there's uh, another one from Hyrule Castle from A Link to the Past, which was the the guy Gametal that I was talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. He did a he did kind of a rock version of that. Sounds oh, nice. great. Uh, another one uh, from. Uh, Ocarina of Time. This one is uh, the Windmill Hut or the Song of Storms. Uh, this song is called Thunderstruck. It's also <laughs> on OC Remix, and the the album that it came from was called I think called Twenty Five Year Legend because they they released it as like oh, the twenty fifth anniversary. Nice, yeah. And then there's the one that I pointed out earlier, the Tetsuya Fuzuki, the Bloody Tears version. Mm-hmm. That's great. Castlevania Two. Check that yeah. out. Mm-hmm. And then from <laughs> Castlevania One, I immediately Vampire regret Killer. this. By the way. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't really realize uh, you guys had like 20 honorable mentions. I have four. Hey, man, at least I went through the list real quick. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to. I'm trying to do it I, quick. I forgot this one, too, by the way. That one. Oh, Lunar. Yes. Lunar Silver yeah. Star Story. That, the yes. soundtrack to that is awesome. Um, Go ahead. Finish yeah, so Vampire, Vampire Killer from stage one of, mm-hmm. of the Castlevania, the mm-hmm. first Castlevania. Uh, oh, this, yeah. The remix is by a guy named uh, Master Lord, also called Vampire Killer. <laughs> and then there's a... Uh, from uh, the last one that I have here is Castlevania Four. The song on the soundtrack is called Forest of Monsters. The uh, remix is called Deforestation, and it's by <laughs> a, a guy named Thunderthuin. Uh, I love these names, man. Yeah, that's great. Oh, is that it? That's oh god, that's I, last I forgot one. what we're doing. That's, that's no, no. That's that's very thorough. <laughs> now, I'm glad you're being thorough because there's no way I'm putting all the shit in the uh, show notes. So, a listener, <laughs> you're just gonna have to pause and type them in yourself. Uh, <laughs> What the fuck did he just say? <laughs> right. You've got the Googles. You can figure it out. Uh, well, my honorable mentions, uh, I'll go through them quickly. Uh, Mario 64, the, the, mm-hmm. the song when you're swimming, the, the Dire Dire Docks song. Yes. Uh, oh, that's a was good one. So, yes, it, I just remember like swimming around forever, like not wanting to complete the level uh, because uh, it was so relaxing. It was kind of like therapy. Uh, and then also uh, the, the, the entire score to uh, the 2018 God of War. By Bear McCreary. He's a mm. guy who does films and TV. Uh, Battlestar Galactica. Battlestar Galactica, yes, that's right. And uh, Terminator, that beloved Terminator yeah. TV show. That's right. And then uh, I've got Grease. We've talked about Grease here on this uh, uh, podcast before. Secret of Mana, Act Razor, both from the uh, Super Nintendo era. And then finally, uh, Katamari yes. Damacy. Uh, just because that one is so yeah. fun and crazy. I feel like I'm on a it Japanese is. game show whenever yes. I listen to that soundtrack. Yeah, yes. 
Uh, there you go. Those are my honorable mentions. All right. Well, nice. we did a supersized nice. episode, but uh, as we said, a lot of music to talk about in video games. So much so that we'll have to have a volume two. Uh, maybe some special guests next time uh, so that it's not all Final Fantasy yeah. and Zelda. <laughs> I feel like we got the Final Fantasy out of our system. I kind of yeah, think so, yeah. too. Uh, so if you want to know when that episode is coming up, uh, you can do that by following us on Twitter, at uh, 16BitGladiators. Uh, you want to follow us on Facebook, maybe tell us what some of your favorite video game music of all time is, you can go to our Facebook page, 16BitGladiators. And if you can't remember that or you're just too lazy to look it all up, just remember 16bitgladiators.com. That's our website. We have links to all of our social networks. Uh, and you can subscribe to the podcast right there, either through Apple Podcasts or Spotify uh, or your uh, favorite podcasting app. All that and more on 16bitgladiators.com. All right. Uh, well, next week Thanks. on our podcast, uh, if you're following us on Twitter, you already know what we're doing next week because uh, that's right. I try to announce them there. Uh, a little reward for the faithful 16-bit gladiators. Uh, we're going to be talking about failed video game consoles uh, because, man, there are uh, many more of those than there are successful. Uh, and so many that uh, I think we can fill an entire podcast going through video game history and the consoles that uh, were too short-lived and are no longer with us. So uh, tune in next week when we're going to talk about failed video game consoles. I, I, I imagine we'll probably have to put handhelds in there as well, right? There's a few stinkers. <laughs> yeah. Oh the, yeah, the, the, uh, sol- the Soldier Boy. Uh, <laughs> yes, exactly. Do you see he's trying to do another one? Yes. Oh no, really? Oh, uh, when will he ever learn? He's like the Firefest of video game consoles. <laughs> uh, so tune in next week to hear us uh, talk about failed video game consoles. All right, we're gonna wrap this up, guys. This has been fun, man. Uh, I what a great don't topic, even care man. that it was almost it. two hours long, but uh, yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you for doing all the homework. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know that we we stopped doing uh, editing bay because it was too much homework, and here I'm just putting homework on you, making you. Oh, pick this out. was a fun one though. This one was easy. Yeah, thanks for bringing it, finding all your YouTube clips, yeah. and uh, sharing your favorite uh, video game music tracks. All right, well, uh, Jay, thanks again. Thank you, Joe. Once again, always, great always having you on. This. Hey, the pleasure was all mine. <laughs> I will hear you all next week. <laughs> On the 16-bit gladiators. Bye, guys. That's it, man. Game over, man. It's game over. What the fuck are we going to do now? You've been listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. That's fucking gold.